Hey, this is Dustin Ibarra, and you're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has taken off his pants and underwear and is currently spinning a dinner plate on the tip of his boner. That's Jeff Clark. Subluminati. And beaming to us from the back of an abandoned Toys R Us. The bearded sad giraffe known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Just thinking about Toys R Us the other day. I had to pull Shuddy Boy's intro out of my ass. But luckily I had I had Toys R Us in the in the uh, the, the go slot of the brain. I Toys R Us uh still exists in Canada. Hmm. Would How many they? of them are in Canada? Do you know? A bunch. Yeah, but all they all they sell are like used Lincoln Logs and Tiddlywinks. Goofy they fucking have Canadians. Eighty-one locations. <laughs> in wow. Oh my god! Wow. Man, maybe we should do a show from. Uh, we see if Toys R Us will let us do a show from there. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, we yeah. can we can like make a big event out of it. Set up a table, give away some slow children merch, um, have like a world stinkiest queef contest. All very Toys R Us friendly. Yeah, yeah. David Rush comes by and puts up the stinkiest queef. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Shuddy, do you fucking have villain. for for Shuddy Boy's fucking news on Patreon? Do you have any world record stories? Yes, several. But okay. none of them are David Rush. Okay. So and I was I think gonna... all of them are pretty they're either entertaining or they're good. If I remember from my poop reading this morning. I was uh yep, that one's fun. That one's fun. I was gonna bring one up, but the way you phrased it makes me think you, you have one in the chamber. And then this one is one that I think with some practice, any combination, any two out of the three of us could get our fingers on this world record. I think I might know the one you're talking about. Does it involve uh, a movie? No. Do you have? Oh, do you have? I actually, I do have that article also. Okay, but we can talk about that because. Nah, fuck it. Because I have plenty of others. I have five. That would leave me with five. Kevin, so what the fuck are you doing jumping in front of Shuddy's news? No, no. He's actually in 100%. I, it looks like it appears that I have closed that tab, but I did want to talk about that article. So let's do it now. All right. And fuck you, Jeff. It was like plastered all over my Twitter timeline. I couldn't when, avoid it. Yeah. It, when you hear this story, it, it fits right in with free show zeitgeist. I actually do think this is something that Jeff, there, there, there could be an angle here for Jeff to want to take a stab at this. Probably not, but per, perhaps. I so, th- 
Yeah, we'll have to do the math, but I thought that this might be one that we could also do. But I also didn't uh, read the article. I just looked at the headline. I read the article. Okay, so some guy got a world record in Florida for help watching the new Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. What, what was it, like almost 300 times, Shuddy? Well, he, uh, his name is Ramiro Alanis. And he set the Guinness World Record for most cinema productions attended of the same film. He previously, let's just go, let's start with his original record when he set it uh, in 19, in, not 19, in 2019, when he saw Avengers Endgame in the theater 191 times. Man. That's expensive. Yeah. It's a long-ass movie, too. I wonder if, like, he gets any sponsorship for that. Marvel like, probably uh, just gave him, like, a, uh, like an, an Iron Man, like, potty. Like an Iron Man home potty. Yeah, I wonder, like, but, like, if a company would sponsor him to, like, show up to all these viewings with, like, a t-shirt of their... Of their brand. Oh, so every every time he goes and sees Avengers Endgame, he's wearing like a Crypto.com t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like a, a local business. I don't know. Maybe a local eatery or coffee shop or something. Yes. Yeah. Well, sadly, in 2021... He died. Arnaud Klein watched the French film Camelot, first installment, 204 times. But this guy has the record at 300 now? That just sounds like a fart-sniffing movie. There's a chance I've seen Goonies more times than that. Um, and then between <laughs> December 16th and March 15th of this year, Alana, uh, uh, Ramiro Alanis saw Avengers Endgame 292 times. So wait, this was the, the guy that set the record the first time? Yes. He's a previous record holder. He regained his record. And these two fucking dorks are just going to watch Avengers Endgame into oblivion of themselves. Well, no, now this other dude is going to go see some fucking fart sniffing French movie again. But uh, Ramiro says that he chose to stop, waited to stop until 292 because he hopes it will deter anyone from attempting to capture the record from him. No, this is my record. My record. Enter David Rush with a I've fucking seen Armageddon. lawnmower on his chin. I saw Armageddon close. I've seen it close to 300 times probably, but not in the theater, obviously. I saw it in the theater, I think, twice. Do you guys remember the most or the movie you saw the most time in the theater? Yeah, and both are embarrassing. I have... I'm actually, I'm okay with my two. I have two, one that I saw three times and one that I saw four times. And I'm so, all right with them. The first one was the proposal. I'm actually glad that you brought this up and that I had closed the article because the UPI article I was going to reference did not have the Twitter shit talking between the two of them that the article on Complex has. Oh, what are these chodes doing? Uh, Any of your mama jokes? So your mama only watched Avenger Endgame five times. Oh, 
And she's fat. <laughs> Man, where did where was this? So that last jab in. Yeah, and she's fat. And she blew all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked all your friends' dicks. Uh, he, uh, the other guy, Mister Klein, tweeted. I would like to wholeheartedly congratulate the new record holder who has pushed the bar very, very high, but I'm not giving up the fight. New logistics are already in place. I have given up sex. Not that I was having any to begin with, but I will turn it down if it ever, if, if it ever presents itself. Nothing will stop me from accomplishing my goals. Well, Ramiro Alanis is already calling his next shot. These guys uh, got to pick says, shorter movies. Thank you very much, my dear French adversary. I shall warn you, if you dare to try and strike again, I'll blow with Mjolnir at 100% this time with no need of sponsors or support from anybody, keeping you from being featured in the Guinness World Record book once again. Man, this So they do nice. try to secure sponsorships. I was, I was accurate when I said that. <laughs> do they get up their picture in the Guinness Book World Record? Maybe that's like what the... Selling point is the sponsorships, like a wear T-shirt in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, somebody probably footed the thirty-four hundred dollar bill for him to see the movie this many times. Damn, dude! Like seven hundred and twenty hours of his life between December sixteenth and March fifteenth. So, in five on. months, thirty days. Damn, I was wow. gonna do the math. Oh, that sucks! And for what? Like, nobody gives a fuck about Guinness anymore except for us on Shuddy Boy's fucking news. Yeah, a spotted history. That's for what? Oh, come on. It's tainted. They, they Taint. allow so many bitch-ass records in now that they're, they're, it's, it's all meaningless. I used to like it when it was like, biggest giant weirdo. Yeah, longest fingernails. Yeah, Guinness used Shortest to be... Shortest person. Used to be like, hey, <laughs> point and laugh at these freaks. And I can't do that anymore because it's bad. So it's like, hey, well, it was always look at these bad. Uh, it just nobody really cared. I kind of gave a shit when I was a kid, and like athletic stuff is cool. Like if somebody, I don't give a fuck about sports ball, but if some guy kicked a football, the world record, like the furthest kick, that's kind of cool. That's an achievement. Fastest yeah. run guy. Cool, you did it. Here's a trophy. So the Olympics. So so the Olympics, what you're saying? Yeah, is that what we're talking about? That's where the world records for like the 100 meter and stuff are tracked. What if if they didn't use a football and they use like a spear, like a javelin or like a disc? Would you be impressed? Because they kind of already do that. Like a a specific through a cannonball. Or a heavy frisbee? I think we're yep. onto something. But not yeah. like a full-size cannonball, just like a mini one you can hold in your hand. Yeah, just for a small cannon, not a big cannon. <laughs> mm, I kind of want to see the big cannon, but I get I get what you guys are, are are getting at. It'd be dope if like just some competition did like a a contest on who could jump the highest. I don't know if they have, if anyone could work on that, but what about somebody who could jump the farthest? <laughs> That's cool. Kevin, what about like, I mean, it's pretty hard to swim. If you could like, like swim from one length to another and like a certain time, maybe someone would be interested in that record. Man, I'm, I'm really gra- glad that we're recording this because I forgot to like take notes during all of this. 
We're spitting. <laughs> we're spitting gold right now. This is fucking great. Uh, we're gonna come up with the poo games. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shuddy, didn't this guy like set another record by watching Spider Man? Oh, that's where he watched. I'm sorry, Spider Man: No Way Home is what he holds the record for now. I don't know why I got Avengers Endgame so drilled into my head other than he watched. That's how he got the first record. So looking at so the article, watched, it says Sans Bathroom Breaks. So they wouldn't even let this motherfucker like walk out and take a piss? I mean, I'm all for the integrity of the record, but a piss break in a movie doesn't disqualify you from seeing the movie. I'm, it, But it disqualify you would have to then remove the length of time he was not watching the movie from the yeah, record. That's true. Can he... And Do they let him piss in a bag? Like get him a <laughs> catheter? He has to have his eyes open and be present in the theater. Whatever's going on behind the eyes or under his clothes, I think, as long as it's not going to get him in any illegal trouble, they probably don't care. What if it's like Jeff... The- and he, he went in to see the movie and he fell asleep for like five minutes. How about having to be the person, though, that has to watch him for 720 hours to make sure he's watching the movie? I mean, shit. Honestly, as- I didn't even consider that, but <laughs> God damn it, that sucks. As long as you get some popcorn, that's not, that's not the worst yeah, but you way have to, to make be watching him. You're not yeah. watching the movie. Like you're staring at him, making sure he doesn't fall asleep or not off. Kevin, you could try to spin this, but it epically sucks. Like probably the worst <laughs> job anyone could be assigned. Like that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, that does. Suck, you don't yeah. think you, you think sports are boring? Well, you would much rather watch sports than someone. So I'm much more in, interested in the person who uh, holds the world record for listening to Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times than the person who got to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I've I've only seen it twice, but it's a good movie. I could I could ah, but it's fucking again like the the money to keep buying the tickets is probably the eh, maybe it's not the biggest hurdle. Yeah, just sitting there and watching the same shit. He's got to hate those fucking movies now. I just yeah. feel so he wasn't he was not permitted to take naps, use his phone, or go to the bathroom. Cutthroat. So, Jeff, you think? Do you really think was that an exaggeration? Do you or do you honestly think you've watched Armageddon like three hundred times? It's probably an exaggeration, but what's a what's like a number that you'd be legit surprised at? Like, if I saw it less than a hundred times, that like if someone was tracking it and told me it was actually, dude, it's actually you've only seen Armageddon eighty times. Frankly, I'd be fucking shocked. Like, it has to be triple digits. It just has to be. Oh, I, like, I agree I, with that. Because, like, I mean, I feel like this would be an easier record for a kid to get. Because when I was a kid, I could rewatch it. The second the fucking tape ended, I would rewind it and watch it again. He went and saw No Way Home once per day, every day. <sighs> That's, that makes it a lot easier to, like... Well, wait, he saw it 300 times? Over five hundred and ninety-two, over. So he had to just keep finding theaters that that were still showing it. So he doubled up a few times, tripled up, right? I would hope so, because uh, he couldn't have done it in five months, right? I mean, I don't know. Is that like a hundred and? 
125 yeah. days, 130 Let's days, see. something like that. I'm trying to think of the movies that I've watched in my life the most times, and like the the obvious ones are like Goonies, Little Monsters. Oh, uh, it, okay. Sorry, he did watch it at least once a day, and at one point during his quest, he watched it five times a day. Okay. It's over two and a half hours. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's yeah, kind I of think impressive my... to like keep your eyes open, like focus on what well not focus, but present. My record holders are definitely Little Monsters, Willy Wonka, The Goonies, and Clerks. Cause when I was in middle school, I used to put clerks on almost every day when I got home from school. I would just watch clerks. Not only did he have to float around finding theaters that still played it, but to watch it five times in one day, that's 12 hours. So he had to find theaters that opened early also. I mean, I've been looking at, because there's, there's some good movies coming up on the horizon, and I've sort of been sleeping on them, and I know everybody's excited that theaters are chill again, and their theaters, are, are as, as Jeff and I saw, are, are filling up. And I, I, I've been using my fucking AMC app, toy, toy, and Alamo Drafthouse to look at showtimes. And stuff does start showing pretty early. I, I was honestly yeah, I, as, very As clo- I said that. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Go ahead, Shuddy. No, fuck as, Kevin. As I said that, I realized that Mark and I went to an 11 a.m. showing of everything everywhere all at once last weekend so yeah i was this close shuddy to getting i think a 10 a.m or a 10 30 a.m ticket to see dr strange the new dr strange that's only like a couple weeks away you chose a later time i did i found one that has like one lonely a 315 showing but like I mean, a couple weeks out, and all the theaters around here are filling up like mad for for Doctor Strange and for The Northman. Oh yeah, that comes out next week, right? Yeah, my brothers have been been excited about that for a long time now. I'm pumped. I know nothing it? about it, but I want to see it. I all I know about it is the poster and that it has uh, True Blood guy in it. Willem Alexander Skarsgård. What do you know about it, Kevin? And um, it's a Viking movie. That it's the guy that made The Witch and The Lighthouse. And it's supposed Wait, to be gory. Is it movie? an A24? Of course it is. It is, right. And it the has, fuck did, I not, did they not show the trailer for that when I went and saw an A24 movie? It's got Bjork in it, and it's supposed to be insanely violent. So I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm down for the violence. I'm hoping for some titties. <laughs> you know, I like you know how I like titties at my violence. I like I like my wet melons at all times. <laughs> yeah, Shuddy, do you think there's a movie you've seen in the triple digits? Yeah, probably Goonies. Okay. Goonies and Top Gun would be is got to be pushing close. Man, plane school, huh? Yep, plane school. I'm so excited for Top Gun Maverick. I believe it's called Plane School Maverick, Shuddy. 
<laughs> I just couldn't sit there when Goose's kid tells Maverick, you're not my father, because I know that line's coming. And they almost served it up in the trailer. I know that line's coming. And I, I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give me douche chills. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, I feel like me, I was going to say something. Me and my best friend, when Armageddon came out, I think watched it 20 times that summer. Not in the theater, though. Like, I think... Sound like which HBO doesn't or make something? a lot of sense. So I'm pretty sure he bootlegged it. And we watched the bootleg version. I mean, I mean when you times. were a kid, did you ever, like... Did you have movie channels, like Showtime or HBO, and then you just pop in a blank VHS and you record it and then watch it over and over? Yeah. Yeah, I did that with a bunch of movies. My parents were early subscribers of cable television. Nice. So we've had cable. Essentials. Yeah, most of of my life I've had cable TV, even like when we were at our poorest. Like my parents made – they had their priorities straight, and we had cable cable TV regardless. And you're not sick at all of Armageddon? No. No, dude. I'll put it on to go to sleep still. I mean, I don't think it's on Netflix right now, but – Maybe oh. they're just not putting it on the main screen right now to, to me get see. me to, to, to click Do it. Do you have a steel book? Do you have a fancy commemorative copy of it on DVD, Jeff? No. Do you have do you own a physical I'm, copy of anything? My brother has a bunch of he, he might have Armageddon, but he has like a bunch of Blu-rays in his room. I you guys know how I am with that collecting shit. Now that all the movies are moving to the cloud, it really doesn't even I don't know, it doesn't I don't know. I like me to, I still like it's keeping on the prime. The, yeah. So good news. You can go for your world record, Jeff. This Michael Michael Bay gem is, is on prime for free. You know what I'm watching tonight, Puminati? <laughs> My name is on prime. So do you guys remember the, the movie that you went and purchased a ticket for the most? Because I have yeah. two answers. I do. And as I'm well. not embarrassed. I am. Okay. Both of mine aren't very cool. I'll give mine first. The one that I saw the most, the there's two. The one that I saw the most, I actually saw The Hangover in theaters four times. Like I, I saw it with my one of my college roommates twice. We both loved it, and I talked a couple of my other friends and this. Like I was like, you got to see this movie. It's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Like all right, you want to go? And I was like. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I'll go see it for a third time, then a fourth time. So that was the one movie I saw. Like, I purchased multiple tickets to go and see. Which yours, Kevin? So the one that I've talked about on the show is Look Who's Talking. I think I made my mom take me to that seven times while it was in the theater. I don't count that. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a every, lot. every weekend, because my mom and I went to a movie pretty much every weekend. And she was like, all right, what movie do you want to see this week? And I was like, look who's talking. Duh. Why are you asking? Yeah. Kirstie Alley's <laughs> in that. And she's a babe. I want to I wanna, perf- I wanna get Spank Bang for Kirstie Alley. <laughs> Mom, they've perfected movies, and it's look who's talking. Yeah. Let's go to that one. And then the one that I actually had a, a more functioning brain for and, and chose to sit through, I think, maybe nine times. Did you yourself purchase the ticket? Because that's kind of what I mean. Uh, no, because I, I think I was too young. 
I, it's hard to count that then. I mean, uh, Armageddon came out in 98. But that's why I'm not really counting it. And I didn't see it in the theater, I think, more than twice. Oh. All right. Well, I I saw as an adult where you have limited time, you have your own fucking budget. Like, what is a movie you spend too much time and money watching? Well, I want to hear what this movie you made your poor mother take you to see nine times was. Okay, so this was when I was in Bing Boing school. So it was done through like school trips. Uh, and I guess my mom like had like a, a little. They get like a bank, I guess, that they pull from every time you go out and do something that costs money. So my mom okay, did I, pay for it. What did you go see nine times? Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, come on. That's not that. I mean, yeah, I, that I movie know. mostly sucked, according to everyone who likes Star Wars. But at least that's, I don't know, it's kind of uh, your brand. I think I was like, I was 16. I think it was like a couple months before I had turned seventeen. It was so I was still stupid. Our that came out in the summer of ninety nine, so that was the end of our junior year. Uh, okay, so I, I am interested though in this. So what happened after you watched it nine times and now to where you don't like you don't like that movie, right? That's why you're embarrassed. Not you particularly. That movie's terrible. Yeah, because I was watching it with the, you know, I wasn't around for the initial Star Wars movie to come out. I was like, what, what was it? When did the last one come out? Was it like eighty three? So I was yeah, one. That was Return of the Jedi. And I got, you know, there's like, hey, George Lucas is making a whole new trilogy. I love Star Wars, and I was like, wow. I get to fucking be alive for this. There's a trilogy coming out where I'm alive and I can go to the theater and see it. So I was so fucking hyped up. I was like, oh, look at all these cool new characters. Oh, and Darth Maul. Oh, fucking sick. He's got a double-edged saber. Oh, he's going to be so sweet. And I think I was just so, my young, impressionable mind was so dazzled that I was almost brainwashed into thinking it was good. Or maybe I just honestly did think it was good, and I got caught up in the hype, and I thought it was fun that me and a couple of my other Star Wars buddies at Bing Boing School were just like, yeah, let's just keep fucking going. Like, there were, there were sometimes two movie trips in one weekend. We would go Saturday and Sunday, and both viewings go to see Phantom Menace. And then I got to a point where in the tail end of its run in the theaters, probably on, like, viewing six or seven, I was thinking to myself, this is fucking... It's getting a little strenuous. I'm, I know, I know all these lines as they're coming. I'm, I'm getting a little bored with this, but I still went a couple of more times, and then burnt myself out on it, and then watched it later. Because I remember hearing people talk about how shitty it was. I'm like, what? Shitty? I thought everybody loved it. Me and all my friends loved it. What are you guys talking so about? Nine this dog times. shit. Then I watch it again with a little bit of an older brain, and I'm like, oh yeah, like special Is it effects. With are an older wack. brain, or was it with other people's prejudices in your head? No, because I don't give a fuck. If people shit on things that I like, I still like it. Well, something got you to flip on Star Wars Episode One. I think it was a very long break. I did some maturing in life. And then I fair. gave it another viewing. And I was like, That's a yeah. fair response. I mean, Jar Jar is not as endearing anymore, is he? 
No. And it, it might have just been like the, the whole bing boing school mentality. You just see Jar Jar on screen. You're like, hey, he's one of us. <laughs> that, that, that lightsaber battle at the end with Darth Maul still kicks ass. I don't give you a fuck what anybody that. says. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you even know who Darth Maul was going in, into that? Like, was he a, a character that you read about in the Star Wars comics or something? No, or did you just, just see him on screen and was like, "Oh, this is cool." I just saw him on like in the in the trailers and stuff. Wow, what a cool villain! And I was thinking to myself, he was going to either be the new Darth Vader or Emperor of this prequel trilogy, and then he fucking gets cut in half and quote unquote dies at the end. I was like, "Oh, what a waste!" I, there's two more movies. You guys could have used him more. Yeah, but then they kind of up they, his villainy. They retroactively fixed that with some of the uh, the offshoots, like um, Clone Wars and stuff. They 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 wrote it in that he survived getting chopped in half and falling down a, a huge ventilation shaft, and then built robot legs. And hey, Darth Maul's back. Did that work for you in Clone Wars? At that point, it was just like whatever method you guys took to bring Darth Maul back, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> like you could have just nice. had some fucking wizard walk out like Gandalf like oh we're doing a crossover now Gandalf's in this universe oh he just brought back Darth Maul and then peaced out and back to Lord of the Rings I'll allow it every now and then I feel like you do about Star Wars episode one um, with Armageddon and then I rewatch Armageddon and I was like you know what nah they fucking nailed it this movie's just perfect it's the pinnacle of movie making I mean Goonies has to be the movie that I've watched the most in life and I can still throw that movie on and just get utter joy and delight with every scene. God, you're killing me. You're killing me. I, I was kind of saving this take for a while, and I wanted to, oh, I wanted to catch it. Don't you do it, you stupid pussy. <laughs> All right. I've said enough. I'll sprinkle, we'll circle back on this in the summer. Hey, how come Bran never takes a little animal cracker and has it gallop down uh, Chunk's happy trail? I just know there is a way uh, like that take pushes Shuddy's buttons as much as his take on tool. And that's kind of what I'm getting going for. You got some blasphemous shit to say about the Goonies. I do. I do. And I want a legal pad. The whole fucking thing. We're not. I'm going to, I know, I know, I know we can't, he already calls top gun plane school. We cannot have something else. Like I'm going to piss in your mouth, Jeff. Kevin, you see it percolating, and I think you also see the the podcasting gold we could land on. So I'm going to save it. I'm going to legal pad my Goonies steak. But yeah, you I do have some, some Goonies thoughts. Get him, social media. Get him. <laughs> Anyways. Twitter, take um, away that fucking blue check mark. He doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve it. They only give the blue check mark to Goonies fans. <laughs> um, if you ever go to a bank other- and get a loan, you better keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure bankers all big Goonies fans. How can you not be? Uh, the movie, another movie that I saw a lot, uh, or saw, I saw three times in the theater. This is the second most I've seen a movie in the theater when actually purchased. Um, Inception, and I don't feel bad about that one. I still love Inception. Oh yeah, Inception. Inception's fucking awesome. I rewatched that. I mean, I'd say within the last year, perhaps. Actually, Hold I have up. Letterbox D. I can figure that the fuck out right now. Yeah, holds up. Oh my god, yeah, holds up. Although Elliot Page, I could uh, 
Yeah, they might, they might have to, off a little bit. They might have to alter the credits a little bit. You know what? I, hmm, maybe I didn't watch this since the pandemic hit because I don't have it logged in Letterboxd, and I've been logging movies for a couple of years now. Well, shit. Might be due for another rewatch. Yeah, yeah. do you have a score, or are you going to rewatch it before scoring it? Oh, Inception's a five-decker. Yeah, because I walked out of it thinking, like, wow, this is probably a top, like, 15, 20 movie I've ever seen. I don't Actually, that. I probably said something stronger than that at the time. Oh, I feel like one day I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to suck five dicks for that movie. <laughs> like, to to me, it was in the Armageddon Terminator 2 discussion. It's like, oh, that, could be, that could be the wow. goal. Like, that could be the greatest, like, big budget movie I've ever, box office blockbuster I've ever seen. I, w- I will say Terminator 2 is definitely up there with most watched movies as well. I would say it's safe to say I've seen T2 over 50 times because I remember when Terminator 2 came out, there was like two kids in my school whose parents let them go see it. And I was like, what? You saw an R-rated movie? Tell me everything. And these motherfuckers blew every plot point. They're like, oh yeah, and then Arnold dies at the end and he gets lowered into the like lava and his, his hand is up with thumbs up. Spoilers. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome! I still want to see it. And I've, yeah, I, I can't, I can't even count the times that I've seen T two because after it finished its theatrical run and we had it like on on VHS or something at home, that was one of the few movies that broke the barrier of like, okay, Kevin, you can watch this R rated movie. So I watched the shit out of it. Yeah, I um, I've seen that movie a ton of times, not as much as Armageddon, but close. And I, I've had this take. This is like an original MSPH take, predates even MSPH, really. It's like Terminator 2. If you're if you're honestly like Terminator 2 is the greatest movie ever, I actually won't argue with you. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, that's an you? acceptable answer. Just yeah, like, what 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 merits like what ground do you have to stand on to make the argument that it isn't the greatest movie ever? Right. I would I make don't an, think I it could, is, but Right. I could make a strong case for another movie, but I'm not gonna get in a position where I'm arguing against terminator 2 yeah like, i'm not gonna do that fuck that yeah like it's still like it, honestly yeah it's still like a conversation for the goat for me like i fucking movie kicks ass and literally like from from age whenever i whenever it came it came out in 92 right or 91 I think 91 so i was five so from when i was <laughs> five to like 16 if you were to ask me any one day like hey do you want to watch terminator 2 like Fuck yes. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Like, for a good 10 years, I would have watched it every day if someone asked. You know what's crazy? I When I moved out to L.A. and I got... I, I When I realized how close I lived to Universal Studios and how cheap a season pass was there, I was like, oh, yeah, fucking... Yeah, hook me up. Sign me up with it. It's only like ten dollars more than a day daily visit yeah. or something like that. Yeah, isn't like the day past seventy and like the season like eighty five or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. So it's like, oh, yeah, of course. I live two miles away. Give me that motherfucker. And I didn't realize there was a Terminator Two ride there. Not not like quote unquote ride. It's one of those things where you like sit in an audience and stuff happens around you. While they were filming Terminator Two, they filmed all this shit for that ride. So you go in there, and it's 1991 Arnold, um, 1991 Edward Furlong, 1991 Robert Patrick, 
Uh, and it's still rolling? Like, they're still doing it? No. it fu- They oh. fucking ended it. But, like, I got to see it once, and I was, I was like, this is... This is one of the greatest days of my life. There's new Terminator <laughs> 2 footage. How did I not know about this? It was, it was, yeah. it was, it, it was a fucking experience. I went and bought, I still have it. I have this massive Terminator 2 The Ride coffee mug that has T-800s all over it. And every time I see it in my cabinet, I get a little bit sad that I can't go back and do that ride because they fucking replace it with minions or some shit. That's crazy. It feels like that would still be a... Uh... A fucking popular attraction or a ride at Universal Studios. They just kept it. You'd hope. I bet you like, some of that footage is still up on YouTube, though. Like everyone of, like everyone in our generation right now, right? Like who is on a normal, uh, mature timeline. Of course, not me or you, Kevin. But like Shuddy understands what we're talking about. Like everyone who's essentially had a kid that's our age is at the age with the kid where it's like you got to watch Terminator Two. You have to see it, right? Well, yeah. I, so, like, if I have kids, I would probably show it to him on his on his or her fifth birthday. <laughs> like, there's no way. Congratulations, you're a man. <laughs> I'll be talking about the birds and bees. Here, <laughs> light the cigarette. Here, smoke the cigarette. Um, there's just no way minions or what, really anything could command the attention that Terminator 2 is or has. So I, what an error by universal studios. Yeah. Um, taking that out. Yep. Bunch of bullshit. Um, well, I mean, this is a very movie heavy episode, but feel as, as long as we're spitting shit, it's all good. We got, we got more movies to talk about. We saw stuff. Yeah. I don't know which one to start with. What? I only I, I saw that one movie with you, and I saw a Netflix documentary. Did you go to the movies multiple times last week? No, I watched. I went to the movies once, and then saw two, one new movie on Netflix, one newish movie that oh has been reviewed on here. So I will keep mine short. Okay, let's start with that one then. I'm gonna All right. kind of get us into the swing of things. I watched X, the horror movie. Oh yeah. Um. And Did I've, I spoil it too much of the review? No, no. Uh, I, I've been on record of like, I didn't really like uh, Ty West's other movies, The Innkeeper and House of the Devil. Thought they had cool premises, but I was a little bored by them. So I went into this one a little reserved. And I liked it more than I thought I would. I thought it had some pretty cool kills. Some decent nudity. I surprisingly really like Kid Cudi. I don't exactly know what he does. It's one of those names that I'm just aware of, kind of like DJ Khaled. Like I know that's a guy. I'm pretty sure he like screams his name on other people's songs, but not quite sure what he does. So I, right when I got out of college, I started working for the sports bar, and, and there was a bunch of like kids that were still in college that I worked with, and like. Kid Cudi was big around then, like 2009, 2010 was his, like his music career, like was at its highest point. Yeah. So I like just missed, I, I kind of don't get it either. I've heard some of his stuff and some of his music is really, it is enjoyable. It is good. But oh, so I he makes music. Really... Yeah. Kid Cudi, he's, he's like a rapper. Oh, and he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's pretty good. Like, I mean, his acting find... is, his acting's really good. He you was probably the best find... part of that movie. 
I'm kind of confident in saying I think you, if you if you listen to Kid Cudi, would find stuff that you liked. I'm gonna fucking listen but to him then. I just like graduated college right before he got big, so yeah. like I don't have as much familiarity with like his catalog as I probably should to kind of weigh in on that. But I think you, get, yeah, listen to his music and like circle back and like tell us how you feel because I'm interested actually. Um, but I mean, I X X was kind of cool. It's just horror movie about a bunch of people going to make a porno at some old people's uh, like reclusive secluded farm land. They go yeah, and stay like at these old, these super, super old people's guest house and film some pornos. And then uh, like you said, the spoiler didn't really affect it because it wasn't even much of a mystery. Just the old people kill them. But I, I, I thought the, the, the aging stuff is getting better, not quite there yet. It was kind of weird that they just didn't get old people to play those old people. I think the guy that played the old man was closer to the age. But the main girl, Mia Goth, was just in old lady makeup and played the old lady. I had no idea until someone told me. No shit. I think Ginger told me. I had no <laughs> idea. Like, it went over my head, and I was kind of so disappointed in the movie. I didn't care about stuff like that. I forgot Kid Cudi was in it. And I didn't even like recognize him. Didn't know that was him because again, I'm not that familiar with him. I mean, when someone said, "Oh, Kid Cudi's in that movie," obviously I knew exactly who they were talking about, but like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't know at the time. Um, but it, like, I, I feel I have a similar complaint as you: is it does take a while for the movie to kick into gear, and it's not terribly interesting up until the killing starts. But strong finish. I enjoyed it. It was, I, I guess, like a 3.25 dicker. I think the way you started talking about it and you compared to the, the director's earlier movies and said how they were kind of underwhelming, I thought that was like a perfect like uh, intro to this one. That's how I felt about this one. I know you didn't, it didn't that doesn't match how you feel, but I and did. I do want to, I want to give his other ones a rewatch. I want to be fair. Okay. Um, so the one character, the 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 like the cinematographer's girlfriend who comes along to the uh, to the shoot, yeah, you know that you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Who she was like holding the boom mic for most so, of it. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I felt like she was gonna be like, like she was gonna be part of it, or there would be more to that character. And when there wasn't, it was kind of like, well, that was that's what I referenced in my first, in the in the review. I was just like. Yeah. I, I thought that like whiffed with that character because like I was picking up some like evil vibes from her and it just never got there. There like, definitely the were opportunities to work more layers into the story, but it did kind of feel like an early Toby Hooper, like uh, late seventies, early eighties thrash uh, slasher flick. Gotcha. So I don't know. I get I get like... what he was going for. It, well, it did drag a bit, but overall. I've, that's the most I've liked a, a Ty West movie. I'll say the aging stuff they did really, really well because I, I thought those were old people. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. So, and then Jeff and I saw a movie together at the yeah, old dude. Alamo Draft House in downtown LA. The new Nick Cage movie. Oh, you have it. Oh, I left it in my car downstairs <laughs> in my garage. So, show me, look at this. What? Yeah. 
So they gave every one of the uh, seats at the Alamo Draft House had a um, Nick Cage head that the uh, I don't know who it was. The manager of the Alamo Draft House came out before the movie started, did a little speech and then took a few photos of like the crowd to send to like the Lionsgate studio. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm checking Alamo Draft House's socials right now to see if they put that picture up anywhere. Oh, yeah, good call. It's not on theirs. Let me see if Lionsgate has an Instagram. They do. And that picture's not there. <laughs> so we wasted our time, but whatever. We got duped. We got duped. Yeah. But he wanted to take a picture of the crowd smiling and then the crowd with Nick Cage faces in front of their heads. Um, but that was the first time I've ever been to Alamo Draft House. What a concept. It's pretty sick, right? Yeah. The seats are comfy. They recline. The you, you write down what you want to order on a little slip of paper and then put it in this slot that sticks up so you don't have to hear people drunkenly shouting their orders. Can I get another popcorn this time with more butter on it? In the middle of the fucking movie. The food was bomb. So I've been, I've been very disciplined in my exercise and eating lately. And I go. saw this as a great opportunity to just fucking... Just go for it. I mean, a night out with the homie, Nick Cage movie, a week early screening of it, Alamo Draft House. I'm I'm loading up. I got fucking popcorn. I got a Mexican vanilla milkshake, which was absolutely delicious, and a bacon cheeseburger titled the Royale with cheese. That was also absolutely delicious. The Mexican. Um, shake the Mexican ice cream shake or vanilla shake. Did it taste like it, it was it kind of cinnamony or was it spicy? Because usually, like Mexican chocolate, spicy. But this, this wasn't spicy. Shake. I think they might have just sprinkled cinnamon on top and made it a little horchata y. Gotcha. Which I love yeah, horchata. I pull, they have like one of the few businesses in LA that has Brooklyn brewery on tap and Brooklyn brewery is like my favorite beer, favorite uh, brewery. And they have the lager and then the pulp art IPA. So I got that with my burger and just couldn't, I just couldn't make it to dessert, which probably would have been a milkshake or I don't know, like a warm cookie or something. Probably should have gotten it. Yeah. You should have. It was bomb. Random thing that has nothing to do with the review, but I am interested in what was the damage done on your parking? Well, how much oh. did you pay for the parking? So we parked. Kevin's only been to the Alamo Draft House, I think, a couple of times. Actually, you can fill in the <laughs> blank on that. But when we drove there, it's in downtown L.A. There's a lot going on, obviously. Yeah, we so. hit some traffic. We were cutting it a little close to showtime. Yeah, and he... GPS was the- being a bitch. Yep. And he pulled into a uh, parking garage that was, wasn't attached to the actual Alamo draft house and they didn't validate his parking. And it, we walked like up and down the stairwell and it was like really one of the sketchiest areas I've ever been in. <laughs> like there was definitely some serious crimes committed in the stairwell. How far from Skid Row were you? I mean, I don't know. It's downtown LA. So effectively in it, which is kind of depressing and a whole nother story, but a couple blocks in the middle of it. It's all kind of the same answer, you know? Like, a lot of people from Skid Row definitely do drugs in that stairwell. Like, one, like it, like I've, I, you know, I, living in New York City for five years and being on the subway every day, that 
smelled more like piss that stairwell than any fucking New York City subway I've ever been in. Like, it was, I was very so, pissy. I was so like shocked by it. I didn't even talk about it when we were in the stairwell. I was just trying to get out of there. I was like, fuck this. This is scary. Like, oh, I'm scared. We're going to die. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, the, the GPS to get there just stopped. Like, it was just like, okay, you're there. And I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. I don't see I don't see signs for it or anything. So we went a little bit further and then I just saw a parking garage. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll park in here. It's unmanned and had posters all over the place for like download this app. This is how you pay to get out of here. And I was just like, all right, fuck it, whatever. We're here. Let's just park and find the theater so we're not late. I download this fucking app. I put my credit card info into it. I put my parking space in and it's like, okay, we have the time you entered. And it'll scan your license plate when you leave and send you a bill. And I was like, all right, that sounds easy. <laughs> we were there for two hours and 15 minutes. $31! I knew it. I knew it. I knew we should have just found the right parking garage and did the validation. Because you would have uh, saved probably $31. That is not surprising. No? No. Just I mean, living. anytime I go into Philly, whether it's for work or well, not, whether it's for work, depending on where I have to park when I go to one of the stores, it's $35 for parking. I mean, going the, to see a movie, $31 is very, and, very steep. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed, but it's the city. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. Now we have to actually review the movie. We reviewed the drive, the parking, and the food. I, oh no, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys have to say, but I don't want to hear what you have to say. Should I be concerned? Did you rate it on Letterboxd? I did. All right, hold on. Let me, Jeff before you know. get into this, let me, let me just. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think I liked it more than Jeff did. Okay. You did. I, I mean, that's predictable. Everyone yeah. knew that. Yeah. I love some Nick Cage. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just, you know, I thought it was going to be bad in all the different ways. I actually, I thought there would be more action. I'm a little disappointed there wasn't more action. I don't know. If that... I could see where you would expect that. It's not on Letterboxd. How did you rate it? Like the trailer, it should be. Look at my look at my diary, Shuddy. Yeah, the trailer just gave off it being more of like a like an espionage thriller. So of course we're talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent, the <laughs> new Nick Cage movie where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. He's yep. down on his luck. He's in debt. He's trying to get this role, doesn't get it, and decides to take an offer for $1 million to go to some rich guy's birthday. So he goes, turns out the guy is involved in some sort of cartel. He gets recruited by the CIA and slapstick, silly nonsense ensues. How does it, did you see JCVD? No. Oh. But I know that that's the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself as well. Yep. Oh, okay. That's a movie, all right. Yeah, I was just trying to see how that's something similar that I've seen. So this whole thing kind of trips me out. Like, obviously, he has a bit of a sense of humor or 
um, whatever about his career. But like, this feels like like it, it's it's hard to see Nick Cage being in like ensemble movies ever again, or like serious like acting roles that can maybe get him nominated. And I feel like, well, I mean, he's still fucking Nick Cage. He still can kill it. So like, has he given up on his career or? Is this the comeback? I don't know. I'm confused about that. I think Nick Cage, you know, did the, he did the cycle that a lot of famous people do. You know, he peaked very early. I don't know about peaked very early, but he got an Oscar really, really early in his career. He had a fucking trio of bangers with. uh, You're talking about the National Treasure movies, right? Of course, third one TBD. I mean, Face Off, The Rock, and um, uh, Con Air. Who has a, who has a, a, a triple banger run like that? And then sort of fizzled out and did some movies that were kind of shitty, not up to par. Then hit financial problems and had to take yeah. every movie that came across his desk. Somebody developed a spending problem be- due to his success. Became Just- a little bit of a joke. <clears throat> and then I said, "Is Gone in sixty seconds fit into the banger?" Um, I don't know about banger, but enjoyable. It's definitely not that other movie, Drive Angry. That is true, which I've also seen. Because you're a completionist. I try to be. I've seen I've seen a shitload of, of Nicolas Cage movies. I think my my Letterbox D score right now, my ranking of well, not ranking, but my tally. I have seen 55 Nicolas Cage movies. And he, like, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, people just, I've, I've always been on Team Nick Cage, but I feel like it, it kind of became trendy to be, to start talking about how awesome Nick Cage is again. And that's how I feel. I almost want to zag. Yeah. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a genuine take. You no, being, being a contrarian, cont- though, that's shocking. <laughs> well, that is Just genuine. For the sake of it. But I, I really couldn't get behind shitting on Nick Cage. I feel like the, the movie was good. It had some fun Nick Cage moments. Uh, it had some legit fun moments. The The script was, was pretty funny and decent. There could have been more done with the story. There was definitely more op- more opportunity for humor. Uh, I feel like some stuff got just got left on the plate. Well, but it wasn't a turd. I was, I was definitely let down. Like these these two movies, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the unbearable weight of massive talent have just. I've had goosebumps for like six months for these movies, and it it was a bummer that this wasn't the four to five dicker that I had hoped it would be. But I, I I don't know. It's a it's like a three point five dicker for me. I'll suck three point five Nicholas Cage dicks. Yeah, I'm at three. There was the, it did some things right. I think he kind of nailed the the review. Um, touched on all the stuff that I would have and probably would have skipped as well or missed. Um, a lot of my focus would have been on that parking garage that we almost lost our lives in. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like I said in the in the beginning. I I I just felt like there'd be more of a thriller, more action, and less like as ridiculous as it sound as 
less about like Nick Cage's career, acting career, and where it stood at the moment or at, at the, I guess, while they were um, filming uh, the story. But I know you I mean, were also bummed good. out about Nick Cage having conversations with CGI de-aged young Nick Cage hallucinations. Oh yeah, there was a, yeah there was like a young Nick Cage that the old or current Nick Cage would talk to in random like random times. Like he was like the guy that would like pump up Nick Cage and like, like, hey, you're a fucking star type type thing. And it was just really weird. It was really weird because they used the whole de-aging process. Yeah, and it wasn't as good as it's been done in the past, but like look wise. But I I thought I still thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny gag. I liked it. Mm, Fair enough. Yeah, I'll give it an I'll second even three Nick Cage dicks. What about you, Shuddy? Do you watch anything? Uh, well, it wasn't the unbearable weight of massive talent, but I did also watch a Nicolas Cage film this weekend. Fuck yeah. Bless you. Uh, Zach Draven and I did a kick-ass double feature on Sunday night. Oh, get some Big Daddy action. Yeah. And (sighs) kick-ass is still fucking amazing. Kick-Ass, in my opinion, is a five-dicker. However, I heard such bad things about Kick-Ass 2 that I never saw it. Draven hated Kick-Ass 2. Kick-Ass 2 isn't as... Watching them back-to-back, it is definitely noticeable what a downturn Kick-Ass 2 was from the first one. But But it's still a lot of fun. To use the Sonic the Hedgehog defense, you do get to see Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my re- my response to to Bill, who I think is the one that told me that it sucked. It's like, well, it's Jim Car- Jim Carrey. How bad could it be? He's like, no, it's bad. Dis- despite Jim Carrey, you don't agree with that, though, Kevin? It's it, it was it like I I think I'm I'm in Shuddy's camp. Where it is a noticeable drop from the first Kick Ass, but still, still worth a watch. I mean, you get to see Hit okay. Girl like zap some mean bully girl in school that makes her barf and shoot diarrhea out of her ass at the same time. And yep. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I take that back. I don't mean there's nothing bad I can say about that. How how did the first kick ass go go over with the with the boys? Oh, the first kick ass they loved. But you they already saw, right? Draven swears he didn't, but I swear that when it came out when I got it on DVD, I made them watch it when they were Wait. kids. And so the, was it the <laughs> other one who didn't like Kick Ass 2? Did he did either one of your kids see Kick Ass 2 before seeing Kick Ass? Did that happen? No, Draven hadn't seen it. It was just Draven and Zach and I think Zach saw Kick-Ass 2 before, but he fell asleep an hour into Kick-Ass 2, and Draven complained about it the entire time. So they're not sucking very many Nick Cage dicks, I guess. No. No. At least not the second time around. No. So that's it? Yeah, that's all the movies I've seen. Sorry. I saw um, I saw a Netflix documentary called I I I tried to watch two of them. Um, Bad Vegan was one of them. I got through three episodes, and I think there's only four of them. 
But like the bailed? people in, the people involved are just so fucking stupid. And like the main chick who had sent it around who possibly got duped by her then boyfriend and husband, like her getting duped and her being trapped by this guy was so just like stupid. It was just, it, I don't know, it kind of broke my brain. Not broke my brain, but I just felt it was so dumb that I didn't continue on. But me and my brothers watched uh, this doc- documentary on Netflix called Trust No One, The Hunt for the crypto king um it was only an hour and a half long it's just a one it's like a movie um and it's about the story of uh of this canadian like crypto digital currency broker a guy who started this company called quadra xcg i think it's called and it's pretty much just a rolls place. off the tongue yeah it's yeah that was the first thing that i i, I uh, gave me red flags or um, raised my suspicion about this 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 uh, company, but um, it's essentially just a place where you can buy and, and sell crypto cryptocurrency, and um, it was essentially a, a, a Ponzi scheme that this guy ran, and he collected a whole bunch of people's like money. Um, said that he was buying or that it was like purchasing crypto, but he essentially had access to everyone's money and he used it to like gamble on the crypto um, market himself. And then when the crypto market went to shit, like in 2019, like it's known to do, it goes up and down and peaks and valleys. When it hit a valley, he lost like a whole bunch of money and then happened to die around that time. And apparently he was the only one with the passwords. So like people who like put their life savings in this guy's cryptocurrency shit, um, was trying to get it out and couldn't get it out. And then he died. And then it was supposedly like the passwords were gone with him. But then it turned into like an investigation on whether or not this guy was actually dead. If he faked his own death, if Holy his shit. wife killed him. And then it brought in what I think is becoming the worst people in society. And that's web sleuths. So there's a whole <laughs> bunch of web sleuths whose money got ripped off by this guy. So I, I guess it does make sense on why they're investigating it or why they're trying to figure out more answers to the story. But they're investigating if this guy is legitimately dead and how he died. And supposedly he died of Crohn's disease while vacationing in India with his wife, right? So they apparently the mortality rate or the death rate of Crohn's disease is only 3%. Like it's not a very deadly disease. So that raised a bunch of suspicion with the the people who got duped by this guy. And they just didn't believe that he was dead. And like these shitty web sleuths like refused to believe that this guy died. And every fucking theory that they had was disproven. Like it was like apparently the guy was dead, right? <laughs> like they even the one of the journalists in Canada, it was a Canadian company, one of the Canadian journalists that um, investigated the story and wrote about the story, flew out to India, right, to where he supposedly died, met the doctor who supposedly um, said that he died, and the doctor was like, yeah, he died. I saw it. He's dead. And it was like, all right, well, that's the end of the story. And the people, the web sleuths still refused to believe it. So where they left off, the, like, where the story ended was like, well, 
you know, if I'm going to be convinced, we there's only one thing that we can do. We have to dig up his grave and then open the casket and look at his body. And it's like, oh, right, my God, you guys are fucking idiots. Like they had a funeral for this guy. The guy's entire family was at the funeral. His wife's fam- wife's family was at the funeral. I don't know if so, I if my if my life savings wound up in some guy's thing and I couldn't get it. And there's like a sliver of chance he's still he's still alive. I'd be like, yeah, maybe dig up the corpse. Yep, let's do an exhumation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they have a funeral and everyone... They could have been paid actors. Family, they paid him off in, in, in bitcoins. Or he could be hiding went. from everyone. Yeah, it's like a Jean-Ralphio thing where he he faked his own death and he was at the funeral. nobody has ever out from gone into hiding from their family, ever. But, but the family believed that he was dead and believed that there was a body in the casket. and Maybe he's good. Maybe, fair enough. Fair enough. Now you guys are being one of these douchebag web sleuths. So. Oh, I'm going to investigate you, Jeff, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. But it was a pretty decent story. It was only like an 80 or 90 minute movie. Like, it's not like a. I mean, your 95 uh, minute summary of it sounded made it sound pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll suck. 3.75 Crypto King dicks. <laughs> It's not even really crypto king. Who is it? Trust no one, dicks. Oh yeah, hump for the crypto crypto king. Yeah, let's suck three, three seven five crypto king dicks. I wa- so I I watched one more Netflix movie. I think it just came out. It's um. Have you guys seen the uh, Apollo ten and a half? Uh, I think I've seen like the movie poster on um Netflix, but I don't know anything about it. It's it's a it's a new Richard Linklater movie. Like I didn't even know he had a new movie coming out, and then it was just there. And I'm like, what's this thing that Netflix is touting as a new movie? And when I saw his name as the director, I was like, yeah, I like Linklater. I'll watch this. And it's it's a rotoscope animation movie, like um, like a Scanner Darkly, where they filmed a movie and then laid animation over it, so it looks the movement flows like a real person. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Uh, how could I not? Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's about a kid who. So it's during it's in the late '60s in Texas. NASA is gonna send people to the moon, and they fuck up the design on one of their their rockets or whatever. And they're like, "All right, it turned out fine. The only problem is, is it's way too small. So rather than eat shit and eat the cost of this, we're gonna send a kid up to space first. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but as you're telling this, the thing that I thought about is you laughing when the Challenger exploded. <laughs> like, that story is one of my favorite. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. I didn't laugh. No, I thought that's how I remember. I remember the story you were watching as a kid with your mom. The fucking shuttle blew up and you like clapped or celebrated because you like kind of thought it was supposed to happen and your mom was like whoa no 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 you're misremembering that i didn't i didn't know I, what the was way happening. i remember is way better than whatever happened I'll tell for you that. sure yeah because i i just barely remember it hap- happening i remember everybody in the family making a big deal about it i didn't know what was going on then it explodes and everybody in my family just broke down crying and i didn't know what was going on and it barely made like a blip on me i was just like oh okay something blew up People died. I guess that happens every day, right? And then that year for Halloween, I wanted to be a dead astronaut. Not like a zombie, a zombie astronaut. And 
my my mom was like, you can't fucking do that. And she couldn't explain, she couldn't get it through my stupid little head of why that's distasteful or what even distasteful means. I was like, but that's not what I'm doing, so it's okay. Anyway, yeah, wow. that's that's the Challenger story. Damn it. Damn I, it. I did not laugh at it. I appreciate you trying to get me canceled, Jeff, but not today, you, Jeff. Not today. Happened in 84. Actually, that's not that's not a good enough argument. All right, anyways, continue. So th- th- it's, it's basically just like a fictionalized thing where like, oops, we made the thing too small, too expensive to scrap it. We're going to send a kid up so we don't waste money on this equipment. And then out of nowhere, it just goes into like a 50-minute long coming-of-age story. And I'm well on the record as how much of a sucker I am for coming-of-age stories. Richard Linklater is probably the best at it. And it was fucking great. It was great. Like Jack Black narrates it as his older self. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's so cool how Richard Linklater can just capture nostalgia and give you the feels and make you nostalgic for a time you weren't even alive for. I, I really enjoyed it. And then it just jumps right back into the NASA thing. So it shows the whole him getting recruited, NASA explaining how they fucked up, and then it just abruptly goes into a coming-of-age story for a while and then jumps right back into the space-age thing and finishes with that and... Uh, I know we've we've talked a lot about movies and movie reviews, so I'll wrap it up quick. Four Dicker, I loved it. Didn't didn't wear out its well welcome. Great link later coming of age. Jack Black, I thought it kicked ass. Was there a lot of Jack Black in it, or was he just narrating? He just narrates it, but he's narrating a lot of it. Love Jack Black. It's like he's like Daniel Stern for in the Wonder Years in this movie. Nice. Yeah. That's high praise. Yep. That's some good narration right there. Great narration. I think Richard Link Linklater I think he does coming of age stories better than anyone else. Like yeah. I don't even know who else would I put in that conversation, right? I mean you I, could I mean, make I guess the argument John for, Hughes or whatever. Yeah, John Hughes, even some yeah. Spielberg stuff. But I mean no nobody does it as often or better than than Linklater. Like we watched didn't we watch Everybody wants some together, or did I just recommend it to you and you watched it? We didn't. You recommended it to me, and I spent way too long not seeing it. <laughs> and then I eventually watched it, and it was just like fucking. It was so awesome. It's like, so awesome. Everybody yeah. wants some is so fucking good. And like one of my homies, who we um we exchange like movie references in our texts all the time. Like he's a big movie film guy probably more so or film nut than i am probably more so than me um, but we watch all the same movies make the same references whatever he never saw everybody want some and loves days and confused like everyone does and um i recommend it to him i'm not sure if he's seen it anymore but like that's like a recommendation like i i I like almost puff my chest out and i make that recommendation like i actually think that's like a kind of clear five dicker <laughs> Like I can't. There's no fat on that movie. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna. I'll throw that in a rewatch in my rewatch column because you could be onto something. I might have stopped short and given it like four point five dicks, but you make a the, strong case that could be a five dicker. Because the story is so tight, you know what I mean? Like it's a weekend looking at a college baseball team. Like, boom, 
Like it's you get a pretty much a point A to a point B. A guy moves in, starts class the next day, and then you're seeing all or starts class the following week, and you're kind of seeing all of it. Yeah, and, and I don't even like, like that. So stuff. well done, right? And I still loved it. Yeah, you um, don't give a fuck about baseball. No, fuck no. And this movie somehow made me care about a movie that's pretty heavily about baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, we have to circle back on that one. I got I got to get a, a everybody wants some dick update. Okay. Yeah, don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> uh and I'm actually kind of curious to see what you think about Apollo 10 and a half, Jeff. Shuddy, I don't know where you stand on coming of age stories. What do you mean? I enjoy a good coming of age story. All right. I just don't know if I've ever heard you go on the record with it. Does Goonies you count sh- as a coming of age story or does that not count? Mm, I don't think so. I think it's just a childhood adventure. Gotcha. Well, we got a little bit of time. I know we just spent like an hour and change talking about movies. What do you guys say we make a dent in some of the voicemails? Yay! Love it. Huh? Huh? All right. Let's do it. Oh, where did we leave off? Um, I think it's this one. Let me see. Let's see. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yep. Hey guys, Ken or Ken here. Hey, it worked first time. On my mail route today. Uh, a little emergency here. I uh, just about got attacked by a dog, and now I'm going to shit my pants. Mm-hmm. I hope I make it back to the station in time. Wow, that's a bad day. Get attacked by a dog and shit your pants? I wonder, like, why he's breathing. Like, you can tell he's kind of out of breath. I wonder if, like, it's because he's holding in his shit or because he's still got the adrenaline from the, oh, the dog attack. Oh, it's the adrenaline attack. from the dog attack. I hope it's both. I hope he, like, survived a dog attack, had to shit his pants, and then he's like... There's only one person I can call. The Mad Scientist Party Hour voicemail line. I, uh, I'm going to give you a call once I hit that toilet. Hopefully I make it. You'll hear a second call from me. Oh, it's, it's going to be close. Oh, man. I still have like half an hour left. Oh. See ya. It doesn't, it doesn't feel dog related. It feels like he's trying to fight off shitting his pants. I think you're right. Well, the this so next voicemail is from the same number. I was say if he doesn't call back, did he die? Somebody, <laughs> please check on Canada Ken, for the love of God. He shit his pants to death. Hey guys, just made it back to the station. Hoping I can make it downstairs in time. <laughs> is there a third call? Does he do it again? Let me see. Yeah, he oh, does. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Wait, what was that? I think oh walking. my god, the dog that just attacked me is in the bathroom. <laughs> he's just walking through his office. He probably said hi to one of his coworkers. No, no, I have to shit. <laughs> oh. The voicemail didn't end. It's just silent. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm I'm so scared right now. <laughs> I have to shit so bad. All right. Well, yeah, that was it. His phone just cut out. But you're in luck, Jeff. There's a third call for me. Thank God. Hey, guys. 
Canada come here again. I made it. I wanted to uh, have you guys with, her, with me there to kind of hold my hand and let me talk you through it, but uh, our bathroom at the post office is in the basement, so no, no cell reception. But uh, Jeff, you would have been proud. All right, guys. I'm back on the street now. Happy I'm not going to poop my pants. And uh, avoided getting fully attacked by a dog. I don't think I explained that properly, but uh, I never got bit. They came at me. I got. Sounds like somebody sucking his dick in the background. Oh, it might be him walking. Avoided getting fully attacked by a dog. I don't think I explained that properly, but uh, I never got bit. They came at me. I got away. And then I had to poop. Someone's definitely really sucking bad. dick in the background. Maybe it's Man, the dog. Close calls. But Thank still wearing my underwear. That's always a good sign, right? <laughs> Have a good one, boys. I'm trying to think of the strategy. Or the, um, yeah, the strategy behind that. Like, is there something to, like, distracting yourself from shitting your pants? I think so. Like, just the process of making a call, leaving a voicemail is good enough to kind of get him to the next checkpoint in his shit his pants journey. It might be. I mean, as we're all aware, every human being on Earth can vouch for this. When you have to take a shit, your ass knows the closer you get to your toilet and it really turns the heat up. Yeah. That's like a thing. Yeah. There have been times where I pulled my pants down just as the poop was flying out of my butt. Yeah, like I've I've shit before I've hit the seat before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like one of those near slow mo misses in a Fast and Furious movie where two cars just like power slide in front of each other and just barely miss. It's like a Fast and the Furious shitting adventure. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Oh, yeah. I still don't even know if I'm calling the right number. Uh, this is Sean. Uh, I just got a call. I had to pause this episode tonight. Uh, the last two or three episodes have been fucking right back on track with some of the best episodes ever. Like, uh, for some reason, it's making me giggle way more than ever. Nice. We're getting right back on track. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. This. This voicemail was from February 28th, <laughs> so hopefully hopefully we, we kept that streak going. Yeah, hopefully we haven't uh, diminished his opinion of us, and we, we still have the momentum rolling in the right direction. Yeah, I hope we didn't plop out a turd since then that has made Sean stop listening to the show and therefore not ever hear his voicemail praising us. He's no longer subscribed to our podcast. <laughs> He's unsubscribed from our Patreon. <laughs> Sean is out. He sold all of his MSBH stock. All right. Let's do this. Hey, fuckers. I wanted to know if any... I, I've not listened to any of the new episodes yet. Um, I will when did this? Uh, this is also from February 28th. <laughs> okay. I want to see if you guys uh, played Elden Ring. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> this... Uh, this game is the greatest game that I've literally ever played. If you're if you like really hard games like Dark Souls and shit, oh, it's just dude, I bought the game 
and I was hard as soon as I bought the game. And I was hard when I loaded it. Like, I didn't even put the game all the way in. I just put the tip in, and then I just kind of pushed it all the way in. I don't like so how this like, waste oh, one makes me feel. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that PS5 was just hot and ready. And then as soon as that motherfucker just hit up, dude, and, and loaded everything, oh, my God. <laughs> Best game ever made. Um, you guys shit. need to talk more about some games, man. Fuck. Well, <sighs> I don't even know what I mean, to say. Oh, like, it's he's still going. It's literally the greatest game ever made. It's Skyrim, open world, but it's Dark Souls hard. I one time got Skyrimmed. <laughs> and they really don't tell you exactly what to do. They kind of give you a little bit of umph and push to, hey, go. Go to the castle, <laughs> but go through all these dungeons that you can't even fucking go through because you're only at, like, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I don't even remember what I started out as, but uh, now I'm at 11, <laughs> and I've only played it for a couple of days. So I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts or maybe what you guys think that it might be, even though you haven't played it, but it's literally <laughs> the greatest game ever made. Man, this guy's Later, guys, nice. love you. Love you too. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never played Skyrim. I don't get down too heavily with those like big open world, ninety hours to complete it fantasy games. Elden Ring uh, has been a popular staple in this house since release day. Do you play it? And I have zero interest in it. Okay, good. Interesting, because I. I got zero interest Uh, when uh, one of the kids who's been looking forward to it for two years is in there screaming. I waited this long for this bullshit. Um, Wow. (laughs) No, he he loved the game. He's played it through at least twice now. But that first Jesus was insanely difficult. So he beat the no no way home guy record. Spent 320 hours playing. Which I'm gonna call it. I've already spaced out on what we're talking about. Elden Ring. Uh, Draven and Zach both bought it for their cons, or Zach bought it for PC. Draven got it on his Xbox. They both played it for a grand total of about three days and bailed on it. Jeez, I think the how one- hard it is. So I have. There is nothing about this game that makes me want to even remotely spend any money on it. The last game like that I beat from front to back. Kind of like spent how a you while. wipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, wait, yeah. no. The other way, right? Yeah, no, I go you wipe yeah, back I to go front. counterclockwise. Um I wipe you know how they do in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's like demolition man. Um The last game that I beat from front to back was Metal Gear Solid Two on PlayStation. Oh my 2. god. So long time. Like I don't count. I don't. I don't even really play franchise mode for Madden really anymore. So I don't even count that. I just play like if I were to play, I play online. So like I don't. I just don't have the mindset and the initiative to complete one of these games. So I'm completely out. And one of my homies hit me up. Uh, he had an Elden Ring access code or. Um, gift code 
and I didn't even know what to do with it. So I, I passed it along to you. Did you end up ever using that, Kevin? I did, and it's like in my library, but I haven't played it yet. Just because okay, I mean, so it worked though. Like it you did can work. download it. Yeah, okay. I didn't even know what he was talking about. I just like sent it to you. Those those uh, what was it? What was it? Skyrim. Those Skyrim type games don't really move the needle for me. I never played The Witcher. I I didn't play. I think Skyrim is in the Morrowind series. I could be wrong on that, but those like the big open fantasy worlds, they're they're too soul consuming. They require too much time, and it's it's kind of like me turning down heroin. I'm sure I would love it. I'm sure I would get sucked in. I'd get sick, sucked in too much. Uh, my work would suffer. The podcast would suffer. It would be all I'm thinking about. So I've I've done a very good job at avoiding those types of games. I've also never played Dark Souls. I know those are really popular, and they're known for their insane difficulty. I'm at the point right now where I'm I'm really sick of ripping my underpants off my body in video game rage. That's why I cut Call of Duty out of my life. Fortnite enrages me, but it's more just to hang out and bullshit with the homies than to actually play the game. I can't download a game that's notoriously hard. I can't I can't do it. I'll, I'll stress myself out. I'll get too pissed off. My grays will sprout in even harder than they already are. Uh, I, but I am playing games. You know, I, I, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo on PS5, which I'm, I'm seeing is, is splitting a lot of people. It's a very controversial game. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I think it's great. I think it's pretty fun. The graphics are here and there are a little uneven. Sometimes they're stellar and sometimes they're dog shit. But it's like a big open world horror game in Tokyo, and it, it, it like like kind of like Assassin's Creed type games. It has its little stuff to unlock new areas of the city, and it gets it does get a little copy paste and repeat. The combat's not the greatest thing in the world, but for some reason I'm still enjoying the shit out of it. And Carl and I put in some work and co-op beat the shit out of Kirby, the new Kirby game on the Switch which is fucking stellar. We both loved it. If, you, if you're a gamer, you're in a relationship with somebody that doesn't really appreciate video games, but every now and then dabbles, it's a good one to loop in a girlfriend with. Because it's not like insanely hard. It's very cute. It's very fun. Um, and yeah, it was, it was nice getting some, some quality time video game action with Carl since that game came <laughs> out. If you if you are that into video games, I would argue you should have a girlfriend. But well, and again, what do I know about girlfriends? I don't have one. I mean, you are the expert on not having one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I should be playing a lot more video games. I'll tell you that. You should. I'm going to send you a list. I'm going to make you a mixtape. Hey, give me back that Elden Ring code. <laughs> Too late. I redeemed it, you motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, video game guy uh, called back. Never mind, it sucks. Don't play it. <laughs> Man, it's time to party hour. So I'm listening to the newest, uh, the newest shit, and I think that Kevin does not like cooked to... onions. No. I don't like cooked onions, but I will eat them if they're with a steak or something. But try red onions. If you like, like, jalapeno... You, sir, are stoned. Or anything that's, like, <laughs> jalapeno. <laughs> uh, Perfect. You might like 
this one because it's it's more hot. It's got a weird flavor to it. It's it's really weird. It actually makes my nose burn every time I eat them. I love them. They're amazing. But if they're cooked, it's almost like uh you turn something awesome that's like a vegetable to a uh a worm's corpse. Man, I think I am the complete like if somebody put a gun to my head and was like you have to consume a pound of onions. Your options are a pound of raw onions or a pound of cooked onions. I'm going to take the cooked ones. I hate raw onions more than I hate cooked ones. The the, the whole controversy that this this gentleman's referring to is when Shuddy Boy... Is the fact that you actually don't despise onions and you eat them. Some might even say regularly. No, they snuck into my Benihana without me knowing it. Every it year. Was, it was a lifetime. That feels regular to me. Yeah, that's regular. <laughs> All right. Regularly. Fine. Annually. Well, that would probably be the more accurate way of putting it, but still. Man, that reminds me. I got to go to Benihana. <laughs> you miss onions, don't you, you son of a bitch? I do. What I the- think we just need to, for Kevin's Oscar punishment. Oh, wait. What was the one that we came up with during Queef or No Queef? <sighs> that Kevin really hated and wanted it. Kevin suggested it and was like, next Oscar punishment. Yeah, I fucked myself with that during Queef or No Queef. Oscar punishment. Think- you have to give yourself the Howie Mandel. <laughs> That's so, which, is, which is not a sexual act. It's just a look. <laughs> yeah, you have to grow out a soul patch and then shave your head and do an episode with Howie. As how, I mean, probably go on Amazon and order a couple golden clip-on hoop earrings and really commit. But yeah, you have to do you have to do a Howie Mandel. Have you talked? Have you told Carl this is in your near future? I haven't, dude. That <laughs> yeah, would be kind of. How funny. are you gonna lead into the conversation? Are you gonna start growing the soul patch first, or are you shaving the head first? She hates soul patches probably as much as I hate onions. This is a major uphill battle. So, so do you once a year? I don't. I don't even know how to breach this. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fucking I, solid, Jeff. I, was, <laughs> so how would you how would you feel about bald bald headed Kevin? Probably not too stoked about that either. So when you put the two together, <laughs> I'm gonna have to like bef- if I actually go through with this, I'm gonna have to go to a wig place in Beverly Hills or something and, and drop some serious coin on a realistic looking wig that I can wear after I shave my head. And just beg her to tolerate the amount of time it's going to take me to grow out a soul patch. If you actually did it, though, what do you think that would do to your Jason Ellis career? Oh my I God. feel like they would love it. They would they absolutely would love so it. so into it, and it would get us so much, so much publicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ellis fan yeah, would just so- shows up one day bald with a soul patch. <laughs> You gotta wear a fucking blazer with those those button ups. I just I just walk in the door and go plam 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 plam. Yeah, take them behind the paywall. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it would be because that's that's I'm truly gonna suffer. That's a that's a huge punishment for me. And then like it's not even like a just doing something gross once and getting it over with or eating a ha- habanero and dealing with some pain for a little bit that goes away. This is it's going to take me months to grow my hair back. It's going to take me months to grow the fucking soul patch too. 
My facial hair grows so slow and spotty. God damn it, I hate how much you love the shuddy boy. It's such a good idea. <laughs> I, I know. know which is, like there is, there's a, you're just, you are so, such a self-sabotager. I know. You're like, how about for the next person that loses the Oscar bet, we make him do the Howie Mandel. It was like, no, no. As he's about, a reigning loser. Yeah, yeah. How about as the reigning loser who we're looking for a punishment for? Like, <laughs> wait until we have to, you have to do something silly and then be like, next time, let's do this. Oh, Kevin. We'll see. We'll see. I think we could compromise. Uh, and take the soul patch out of the equation. Then it doesn't. Then I'm just shaving my head. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make it the Howie Mandel. It doesn't, and I know it punishes me more. But I feel like the soul patch has to be there. The uh, the soul patch just gives the look more identity. I think you would look good with a soul patch. But you I also think... have to get your ears pierced. You can't just use clip-ons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already have my left ear pierced. I would just have to go to Claire's and get my right one done. <laughs> Do they still have piercing pagodas in, in the center of malls? Yes, I believe so. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll table this discussion. But you're not supposed to go to them because of the gun. It damages your ear. Oh, cool. That's what all of my piercings on my left ear were from. That's how, all, that's how I got every ear piercing I have. I stretched my gauges myself. Oh, they did how my nipples. Your- <laughs> did did you pierce your taint? How did that work? Well, that was done by a professional. Oh, yeah, fair enough. My home that was Sobe one of those ear piercing guns at piercing pagoda or. Claire's. Although, but since he was my homie, he did a switcheroo and pierced my taint with an eight gauge needle that was like the width of a pencil. You still friends with him? Um, we correspond every now and then on social media because he's a he's an Ellis fan. Turns out. Nice. Yeah. That's the least he could fucking do. <laughs> All right, let's finish up this the rest of this voicemail. Does that make sense? Like you're just eating slime. I think that's what you don't like about it. I don't I I ate white cat at night. And uh <laughs> I don't mind it. But there's a few times that I have to spit the the burger out cuz I, I think I'm the same way as Kevin <laughs> where if I feel that texture of the cooked onions. It's disgusting. It feels like you're eating a worm or something. It's gross. So I think I I uh I actually side with um Kevin on this, but mm, onions are good, man. Doesn't sound like you're siding with me. So yeah, it's like he he started the voicemail disagreeing with you and then talked himself into agreeing with you. Yeah. It's like we're providing some like voicemail therapy. Yeah, everybody's just working it out today. Huh. We helped that one guy get through his shit your pants escapade. Yeah. We helped this guy revolve his evolve his opinions on on onions. We're doing the Lord's work in voicemails. Yay. Today's just been a real motherfucker for all three of us. We're all we're all oh, yeah. we're all shaking it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking Sh- rattled. I know Shuddy Boy's bummed out. Jeff is rattled. I've just been having one of those gypsy curse days where everything I touch falls and breaks, dropping pens into my drinks, spilled water all over some shit that I had listed to sell on eBay. Really? <laughs> oh my God. I should have yeah. laughed. Comic books? No, fucking video games. 
Ugh, it's just, it's one of those days. But, you know, this is what we do. It's Monday. It's MSPH day. We, we are three white men in their late 30s and 40s. We don't do therapy. We podcast. No. Come on. I don't even want to say who therapy is for. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's about that time, friends. It's time to head on over to Patreon land. And if you would like to join us, we strongly advise you to check out patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Our subscriber retention rate about four and a half years into this shit is unheard of. And I can only take that to mean we're doing something right. So check it out. Try us out for a month if you'd like. Jeff, did you just sit on your nuts? What the fuck is wrong with you? I just try to like rip off my fucking weird disgusting middle toenail what? and so like how did ow. you try and do that on the low key uh, what the ow so ow. My, my middle toes are fucked up <laughs> and I think because of like basketball and just I don't know running so much on them like it caused my toenails to grow in weird so ow. I have like another toenail growing in over my toenail and every now you and then I just fuck. rip it off, and like I'm, I'm I have like an, another toenail underneath it, and apparently the toenail underneath the, the toenail I try to rip off isn't fully developed, so now I'm just bleeding out of my foot. Ow! Ow! Fucking hurts! Ow. Fucking hurts! Like I have an I have an issue. I have an issue here. Ow! Can you can you show it on camera? I can. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's going to be that gross. Hold on. Ow! 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 Oh man! Oh wait! Stop moving it so much. I can't even tell what's going on. What the on. fuck is wrong with your toe, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> you've got to go to the doctor. You see it? Yeah. Doctor, I have some other things that are way more pressing that I can't even address. I don't give a fuck about my toe. I mean, if your toe gets infected and spreads, then you die. Come on. What am I? Like, I'm not going to die because of my toe. I'm not a pussy. That's why people died back in the day because their toe getting fucked up because there was no way to treat it. My toe's not fucked up. I'm just bleeding out of it. It'll be all right. Man, you nasty motherfucker. You just got Jeez. yourself an entry on WikiFeet. Did you guys see it? Was it gross? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it looks like it's like it almost looks like you have a paper cut or some sort of wound on the back of your toe, not on the front where the toenail is. But I don't know if that was just drippy blood creating an optical illusion or something, but yeah, I don't know what's going on there. You should probably stop fucking with it though. Mm-hmm. Bleeding. Man, help Jeff's medical funds by signing up at patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Yeah. <laughs> Please. $10 tier. Yeah. Please and thank you. Um, also, if they still let you rate things on iTunes or whatever, you can help us out and subscribe and rate and 
Do the same thing on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Um, we've been, ever since we've switched over to Zoom shows for the majority, we've been recording them and putting those up on YouTube. So you can watch and you can see Jeff's funky ass toe. It has goop coming out of it. It sure does. And you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can shoot your emails to MadScientistPartyHour at gmail.com. If you wouldn't mind, lay off the voicemails for a little bit longer. We're making some progress here. We are going to get caught up. But uh, just give us a little bit of breathing room so we can do so. And I believe that's about it, friends. Unless, Shuddy Boy, you got some dates coming up. I actually do have one at Tito's Chuckle Hut in El Segundo. Ooh. Tickets are going fast, everybody. Check those out. Um, ShuddyBoyEatsPoop.com, I believe, is the website. Yep, that is exactly it. You got it. It's partnered up with uh, DookieBoyTheCocksucker.gov. Sister sites. the time. Dying for my toe. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. But until next time, something. Flip flop doink. Oh boy. It's time. Time to record some words. Ooh, yeah. Wow. I'm blue as fuck today. What's up, Shuddy? Not much, man. Box one. He's over here eating some strawberries. Living that fucking life. Well, I mean, that's not a bad life to live. Rather be eating Reese's. That is true. Box six zero. I don't know. I think Jeff Clark is an attack on kids. He is. He always has goop coming out of his mouth. Stop it. (laughs) You guys are minimized. I don't see (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein Clark. I see him. I see him. Um, Why am I so fucking blue? So I like got impromptu, I guess, random tickets back to upstate New York. Me and Cheech did for Thursday, April 28th. I'm not returning until May 3rd. Um, I'm not, I don't know. It's a pain in the ass for the podcast stuff. So I don't know how to like, I don't know what to do. I forgot. I don't know why, but I forgot that you, you go to Ellis's Tuesday and Wednesday. So like, I just kind of like, took it for granted that maybe we could just record Tuesday and didn't even like think about your schedule issue. So that's right. Nobody ever thinks about me, Jeff. <laughs> well, it's fine because I text last week that we had to reschedule May 2nd anyway, because I have 
a 6.30 p.m. zoning board meeting. These goddamn Brazilians. That is either going to be virtual, which means I'd be here, or I have to be in the city of Philadelphia for it. Yikes. um, I have not gotten any response from my, hey, is this... I also have to send out 100 letters that need to be received before the date of the meeting to all of the properties within 250 feet of our storefront so that way they can attend if they so choose yikes ma'am well so let me let me plamp this off your guys' faces what if um are you guys okay with until it gets a little closer floating the idea of a possible flip-flop between Tuesday or Wednesday? Yes. Cuz like on on days where we do two shows, I'm it sounds yeah, no, so no. fucking lame, but I come home and I am just beyond exhausted. So, if if we like if if we say, "Oh yeah, let's record on Tuesday" and we end up doing an Ellis show Patreon and podcast and then I come here and do an MSPH and a Patreon, I'm going to be so fried and the shows will probably be booty cheddar. But if I find out, you know, kind of late whether it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday that we're doing double duty, I can be a uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and full of queefs. If we just do one Ellis show and then two MSPH shows. Yeah, I mean, I fly I fly out Tuesday morning at 5.40 a.m. and land here at 11.20 a.m. So, like, I'm obviously probably not going to be, well, whatever. I'll be up and good to go. But if it's no difference to you and it's easier to do Wednesday, Wednesday would probably be the better option for me. Yeah, and I mean... Unless we book a guest that can only do a Wednesday, most of the time we do we double up on on Tuesdays. But okay. I also know how the world works. So anytime I make plans, the world whips out its big veiny dick and shoves it up my bunk snoid. Oh yeah, I feel a little bit better knowing that Shuddy has something going on too. So it's not just my issue. No, when I read that, I was like, hey, he got the date wrong. I'm not even going to correct him. But yeah, of course, that's fine. I messaged last week. I'm like, I know this is early and I don't have details, but we are going to need to reschedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, while we're all very passionate about MSPH and love doing it, it sometimes has to take a backseat to our real jobs that keep the lights on. So, it ha- shit happens. We'll work it out. We always do. Man, so, I slammed my penis in the car door this morning. No, you didn't. No, I, I, was can't, just, I don't believe that. There's I was no just trying to, to fill some dead air. I just, I just said something stupid. I'm trying to get my reviews here in line. I have a uh, uh, one documentary to review, and then we have, we saw that, <laughs> that Nick Cage movie this past weekend. Yeah, you guys, that came out for you guys already. You fuckers for getting living in fancy big city. Pretty much. 
Yeah, there's only playing at one theater though. Yeah, one and theater Kevin and one showing. Tickets. Yeah, Kevin got the tickets mad long ago. So it is a it was an LA exclusive, big city exclusive, but I don't know. That's the price that we pay, I guess, or not the price. That's one of the advantages for the prices we pay to live out here. Oh, you know what? I do have I do have a little bit of a bomb to drop for the main episode. It shouldn't be too much, and you guys can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bridge in some other takes that would maybe piss you off since I have like a free pass for that one <laughs> spot. So <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I gotta get gotta get in as much as I can right now. Get the Ali Ali Oxen free card here. Oh, Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. I don't even know what the Kevin, fuck. That I don't is. even know what to talk about today. Do you have did you shit your pants this weekend or anything? No, but if I push really hard, I could I could shit them now. <laughs> yeah, I we, actually almost I thought for sure today I was gonna shit my pants. Well that's morning. exciting. I mean, you you can discuss what that bird did to your car this past week. <laughs> Did you post that on Instagram or is that just for my eyes? I didn't, but I still haven't cleaned it off. I can go down there and take a picture. You're saving it just because you're, you're like astonished. It is a size of that bird's shit. It's a Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) I really think a homeless (laughs) guy threw it at you. (laughs) It's just a, it's just like a full human brown log. Oh man. What kind of bird did that? (laughs) it's the trillion dollar man waving at you oh man that son of a bitch i wouldn't put it past him on god you know just a big old fucking splat oh god all right let's see where is that pesky theme song. I really wish this app is is fucking great other than the fact that once you throw something on a page, it puts it whatever the fuck it wants and then there's no rearranging it. But is it consistent in its place or every time you turn on the iPad, does it do the button switch up on you? It is consistent in its in its place, but when a new button is added, it shuffles a little bit. I see. And I feel like you've been adding a lot of buttons recently. I've said some pretty stupid shit that you've capitalized on. You really have. And uh, now that having this this new app, it, it is great to be able to pull things again. I'll take piss in the butthole. Like, I don't know, six, seven months ago? Wouldn't have been able to get that. And what a technological development for MSPH. Snoopy Poop Dog! All right. Uh, you guys uh, ready to roll? Yes. I think I'm good. Oh, wait. We're not, actually. I need record permission. Wow. That's very... Good thing you're paying attention. Whew. Yeah, you're really uh, buttoned up over there today, Kevin. 
It won't let me do. Oh, there it is. I think most weeks we would forget about that, and then you would ask me like mid-show. Yeah. Well, must be that big bowl of strawberries that I ate fueling my brain. You really got a rockin' this Monday, and I'm, I'm impressed. In progress. I'm trying. I already did fucking 17 miles on the bike. Holy shit. I had so much gambling stuff to write. I wasn't even able to go to the gym this morning. And I woke up at like fucking 530. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Fu- Jeff is um, Jeff is so fried right now that all of his reviews are. Uh, Damn it. Man, this is a clumsy setup. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I got a I got a blurb from from Jeff's gambling writing from this weekend. Always bet on black. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I just look at the racial profiles of all the teams, and I go with the blacker one. Uh, I was just talking about you you betting you like writing up articles on betting roulette. Oh, sorry. <laughs> point. I point, went point. I went in another direction with Always that. Always bet on black. <laughs> Oh man, a first bike. Oops. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. Let me find the thingy again. All right, I found it. From Los Angeles, California, where the mad scientists party are. 